Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Pit Pass Moto, the show that brings you deep dive interviews with the motorcycle industry insiders and racers that make the sport move. I'm host Dale Spangler, and this episode's guest is Jeff Crutcher, team principal of the Supercross and Motocross team, CycleZone KTM. This episode is brought to you by Moto America, home of AMA Superbike Racing and North America's premier motorcycle road racing series. Watch every round of the 2023 series with Moto America Live Plus video on demand streaming service, or visit the Moto America YouTube channel for race highlights and original video content. For the complete 2023 Moto America schedule, head to MotoAmerica.com or follow Moto America on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for real-time series updates. Let's get started. I'd like to welcome Jeff Crutcher to Pit Pass Moto. Jeff, how are you today? And did you enjoy your weekend off from the Supercross series? Yeah, I'm feeling great, man. It's been nice to get some time off. You know, because the thing is, is like, we're not just doing Supercross. We did the General Tire Arena Cross Series also. So, you know, we did 16 nights of racing on Arena Cross, plus uh, four Supercross races so far. Or, I'm sorry, five. So I'm already, you know, 21 race nights deep. So this this break has been absolutely fantastic. Yeah, because you have been doing Arena Cross for the last couple of years with your team. And uh, you made this transition, which obviously, you know, it's a big deal to transition from Arena Cross to Supercross. So tell us about this transition and how everything, you know, kind of went for you so far this year. You know, truth be told, the main thing is, is I realized that if I wanted to grow the race team, that we had to put our big boy pants on and go race in, you know, Major League uh, Baseball and, and National Football League stadiums. Not to say that Arena Cross is not extremely competitive or a big honor to get to race it, but, you know, a lot of people just don't pay attention to Arena Cross. And so my goal here is to crush an Arena Cross and then go have fun and Supercross and whatever happens, happens. And you know, let's be honest, this is motorsports. And the thing about motorsports is typically it's it's 100% sponsorship driven. Or you, you know, woke up on your way home from third base thinking you hit a, a home run. And so for me, I mean, I started this race team just, dude, I didn't have bikes. I didn't have money. I didn't have anything. I just said, I want to do this and I'm going to make it happen. And so as I continue to grow the race team and I want to bring in faster talent and guys that are, have higher notoriety and, and provide them with better equipment. Um, it costs money. 
And I think we can all agree that people are more excited to spend their very hard-to-earned money on Supercross than they are on Arena Cross. Now, that's not to say that we haven't had fantastic partners for Arena Cross. We have. It's just transitioning into both. I mean, the thing is, is like, do we go to Arena Cross and like so much of the storyline is focused on on us and 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 my race team and and what we're doing and you know the the target of Michael Hicks and trying to beat him and everything that we're doing to to achieve that and in the process I mean we're just getting insane coverage from Fox Sports One and Daniel Blair Justin Brayton Kristen Beat but whenever we go race Supercross I mean we're just you know LCQ fodder at this point and so. It's understanding um, we're really good at arena cross, so I want to be the best arena cross team that ever existed. And then for us to transition into supercross and be really good there also, but in a different metric than than how we're going to measure arena cross. Yeah, in a way, you could kind of draw a parallel between the NFL and arena football, you know, like there's just that similar difference between the series, obviously supercross, everybody kind of calls it the big show. That's where everybody wants to be. You know, for you, it's, it's so new to you, you know, being a team principal, what did it feel like when you went to your first supercross as a professional team? I mean, I would be a liar if I said that I didn't get emotional at some point during the weekend and, and have a few tears of, of accomplishment. And our first race as a Supercross team was in Tampa this year. And at that time, Cheyenne was still hurt. So I had uh, just Carter B's. And I mean, dude, it was it was gnarly. You know, I mean, like I've been to a lot of Supercross races as a fan. I've been to Supercross working for Feld doing uh, video and and then I've I've wrenched at them through the collective experience uh, for Scotty Winterstrom. And so I've done a little bit of everything, but I've never had, I never raced Supercross myself. It's tough to race Supercross uh, being from the Midwest. And especially when I was growing up and getting fast, there were no Supercross tracks to practice on. So it was like out of sight, out of mind. And so for me to put riders on my cycle zone KTMs, yeah, it was, it was very emotional. It was very rewarding, you know? And I mean, it, it, so much of it is where, when you're in it and you're doing it and you're building the thing and you're working on the business and and working in the business both, and then all of a sudden the motorcycle is running, the rider's getting on it, and right behind our pit is Raymond James Stadium. It's like, this is really happening. Like The catalyst was me literally just being bored and not knowing what to do with myself one winter turned into, wow, dude, like, I have a team. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're literally living the dream, it sounds like to me. I mean, you grew up in Kansas. You grew up riding dirt bikes, you know, racing. You, you progressed to a high level, you know, like an expert level, probably locally. But really what impresses me is your, your sort of moto entrepreneurism. Like, I think you started this graphics company, and then I assume that's kind of where, like you're saying, you're, you're bored, not sure what to do, but then you decide to start this race team. So just tell us a little bit more about that process, how everything came about. So to give you the full the full story, um, I worked at FedEx for 10 years as a package delivery driver. And one of our regional managers came in and started going on about how they were going to change our 401k and our pension, which that was the whole reason I was at that company. 
So I realized, I was like, dude, I'm not like, I'm not getting what I wanted out of this. Um, and not to say that I was miserable by any means, but I definitely felt like I, I wasn't thriving. I was existing, not thriving. And on the side, I started doing stickers, just doing dirt bike custom sticker kits and little odds and ends, little social media stuff here and there. And flyers and just whatever people were willing to, you know, have me try. I started doing that. And I did that for three years on the side while working at FedEx also. And and then whenever that guy came in and started barking at us about <laughs> his trucks, his drivers, his employees, his this and that, which by the way, he didn't introduce himself. So I didn't know who his was. That rubbed me the wrong way so bad. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> and, and like, that was, that was kind of where I realized like, who am I kidding? Like, I, I'm not set to work for a Fortune 100 multi-billion dollar global corporation. <laughs> like, I'm not supposed to be here. And, and I started looking at, at an exit. And um, whenever the, the pandemic shutdown started coming in, what's funny is I had just gotten done from a riding trip uh, with my dad. We went to Costa Rica and rented some KTM 1090 adventure bikes and rode all around uh, the country of Costa Rica. You know, I had a lot of time on that motorcycle to think. And I thought, you know what? There's never a good time to quit your job. So why not do it now? So as soon as I got back, I handed in my two weeks and my manager was like, are you serious? <laughs> like, you know, the people at FedEx are very intelligent. These shutdowns that were happening, well, obviously everybody's about to start ordering stuff online, which means there was never a higher demand for, for package delivery drivers. And I was about to bail on more overtime than I could legally take. So... Um, I was like, yeah, dude, um, I'm going to go into business for myself full time. And I launched um, Rip and Ruts, which is my sticker business and uh, did it full time. And I mean, March and April of 2020 was an absolute anomaly. Literally everyone was buying sticker kits and anything they could for their bikes because everybody's getting paid to sit at home and, you know, they're just spending money out the wazoo. And, and I really reaped that and that put me really far forward. And then I got to ride a lot and was feeling very spicy on the bike. And, and I was like, after summer was over and I had some wins under my belt and <laughs> was just kind of looking at the, at the year in review and thinking, all right, well, it's about to get cold out. What the hell am I going to do? <laughs> like at the time, the Hoosier Tire Arena Cross Series is, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I've done one or two of those here and there. And. I don't know, maybe I could go back and live, live the arena cross glory days again. And, and I was thinking about, okay, well, I'd rather spend somebody else's money than my own. So let's see if I can get some sponsorship for it. And I knew that in order to have the sponsorship that I wanted, I would have to enlist a second man to race for me. I got Brandon Yates to race for me and he had a Husky. I had a KTM and we dressed him up to look identical. And that was really where it started. But yeah, I mean, it, it really goes back to sitting in that uh, meeting room at FedEx and figuring out, like, I have, to, I have to work for myself. And the experiences that I've had and, and the places that I've traveled and the, you know, friends and, and business partners that I've made, man, it's been a very wild ride. And to think that 
at one time I was driving around in Gardner, Kansas, delivering packages to the intermodal center thinking, this is it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm a big believer in timing. And I feel like this is one of those situations where you did yourself a favor in in multiple ways because I think you escaped that. That FedEx probably would have been a nightmare. I can only imagine going through COVID when everybody was wanting their packages yesterday. Right. And then like the timings, like you said, seemed right for you to start your business. You're able to hit the ground running and probably got some business right away. But I wanted to ask you this though, because like your team, I think is really unique in that you have this statement here, and I want, to, I want to have you explain this to me. You say, winning isn't everything to me. My racing operation focuses on long-term impact-based tactics to solidify generational brand loyalty. So explain that, because it sounds to me like you're thinking about this so much more as a business relationship with your sponsors. Yeah, so something that I think about, and, and, I'm, and I'm a big fan of using very words specifically, um, instead of sponsors, I say partners. A sponsor is someone that does something that doesn't expect anything in return. And there's a lot of motocross racers out there that are just looking for that $500 sponsor to get to one outdoor national. And thanks, man. You know, I'll slap the logo on the side of my bike. And whereas for me, like I'm thinking multi-year partnerships where we integrate with each other and develop um, a longstanding relationship. Perfect example is Joe Gibbs Racing and Interstate Batteries. Interstate Batteries has been like the founding father of Joe Gibbs Racing. They were the first corporate sponsor of that race team. And, you know, so much of what I'm trying to do here is impact the next generation. And I have some anecdotal stories from from growing up in the garage with with my old man and and we're farting around working on bikes and and just some of the some of the brands that he chose to use Bell Ray grease and, you know, UFO plastic and whatever. It's just, it, 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 it kind of becomes like this thing of like, it's a relationship that every time that I buy a product, there's always something behind the decision to buy. Um, Dale, let me ask you this. Uh, what's, what's your thing? Like, what's your favorite thing outside of, you know, like, do you have a, a niche hobby or something like that? Uh, I mean, really, I'm just, I just love music. You know, I'm a, I'm a music junkie, you know, like finding new bands, you know, digging into what they're about. Love that aspect of music. How do you consume your music? Uh, primarily a Spotify guy. Okay. So who told you about Spotify? I don't know where I saw Spotify now that you mention it, but yeah, it's just one of those things where like the AI behind it is what I love so much about it. Cause it's constantly generating, you know, similar interests and suggesting new bands. So what I'm trying to illustrate here is odds are somebody showed you Spotify. I remember um, hanging out with a friend, Lauren of mine. We were talking about Pandora and she was like, Do you, have you heard about this thing called Spotify? And I was like, <laughs> whatever. How can anything be better than Pandora? <laughs> and now I'm actually in the 98th percentile of Spotify data users. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my point is, is that like, If you reflect on any brand that you choose to use, so much of of like our decision to use this brand over that brand is based off of someone telling you about it. And it's a a trusted source of, of information. That's my job. That's my job to do to the public that follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook for me to take my, my influence 
and represent the brands that I'm partnered with in order to create a longstanding relationship with their wallet and that brand. There are so many of these, uh, these like blown opportunities of these racers that are like heralded as these gods of motorsport. Dude, they don't know shit about their stuff. Like they don't, they don't know what it is they're riding. They don't know why. They don't know why the factory or their, their team chooses to, you know, use that product or, or what the benefit of it is. They just show up, ride the bike and leave. And so like, that's where I have this opportunity to, Dude, I mean, like when I'm in the pits and I'm working on the bikes and there's people standing, I always standing there watching. I always make it a point to be like, hey, dude, you got any questions about the bikes? Oh, yeah, actually, um, I see that Wiseco sticker on your forecard. Yeah, dude, we're uh, we're partnered with Wiseco. We used the Racer Elite piston. You know, it's a forged piston that's been milled out on the bottom side of it. Shaves weight down. So, you know, the revs go up faster than a stock OEM piston. Awesome, dude. Thanks, man. I'll look into that. And the thing is, it's like, I am a motocross enthusiast, you know, and it's kind of almost like, I don't really care if my riders know at this point, it's not the rider's job to know about the product. Whereas like me, you know, not to say that I'm the face of the race team by any means, but like it, it's one less thing that they have to do. And it's a great opportunity for me to actually have, you know, the right information and, and to be able to blend like motocross bro science and ad copy together and and prove you know we're not just using this product just because we're using it because we chose to use this product yeah that goes back to that distinction that you made between a sponsor and a partner and i feel like this is going that extra step and being a partner but i also know like i love this statement that you said to your content team that goes racing i mean that just says to me that you're out to you know provide assets for your sponsors and and give them some value like I, and I also saw where you're doing featured sponsors at rounds, like you did Bell Ray, you did ODI, some of these other sponsors years. So, I mean, I, I could definitely see where you're taking it to that next level. And I think you even have some other ideas about activation type things that you might have alluded to in the pits already, where you're just being much more accessible and approachable. Thanks for throwing me that softball, Dale, because I want to talk about this very specifically. This is something that I noticed at... Uh, in Indianapolis. So Detroit didn't have pits, but in Indy, there was a kid, he's reaching over the, um, like the pit skirt of my, of my easy up. He reaches over and he's just touching the front, like the front fender. <laughs> I was like, Hey, and the dude like snapped his hand back and I walked up and I, I was like, Hey dude, here's the deal. Uh, if you touch that bike, that means that you have to uh, come around here and I have to take your photo with it. And he was like, what, really? I was like, hell yeah, dude, climb on the bike. Let's take your photo. I mean, he was just some random kid that thinks that motocross is sick. He just wants to touch, they just want to touch the bikes. And then as soon as that happened, um, I had walked around the corner and I saw the line of people that were all in queue to get, I don't know whose autograph it was, but you know, they're, they're all lined up to get somebody's autograph. And we're talking, there's a thousand people plus. And it's like, what a great opportunity for me to take one of my riders and one of my bikes and push it over. Well, while people are lined up to get Ken Roxon's uh, photo, let's stick people on this motorcycle. So I'm going to wheel it over with my rider. I'm going to say, all right, hop on. We're going to take some photos here. Whoever wants to sit on the bike and have their photo taken, I don't care. Get on that bike. You take it. I'm not taking the photos. It's not for my social media. 
they are posting photos of my motorcycles in their social media feeds. So every time that that Bell Ray logo, for example, is on that front number plate, it lives forever as, as an experience that he had and like every single one of his friends and fans or whatever that follow him, they're seeing my stuff. They're seeing my partners. So that's kind of my goal here. And Supercross kind of already does this, but they, it's really like, I don't know, it's kind of corny the way that they do it, where they set up like one of Eli Tomac's bikes with uh, with like a backdrop behind it. And you just go over and you sit on the bike and it's just a stock Yamaha. And dude, there are a lot of people that jump on that thing and, and take a photo of it. But there's no rider. There's no interaction. It's just a random bike sitting on a stand with some checkered flags behind it. I'm like, dude, how tight would it be to put these people on the bike and introduce them to the rider that actually rides the bike? And also, that bike is about to go out on the track. You know, it's totally different as opposed to just being some promo Yamaha. This is the real thing. Imagine getting to just walk behind the the Monster Energy Yamaha tent like the wall and just be like, Hey, uh, Eli, I'm just going to sit on your bike real quick for a photo. Not ha- snap the throttle a couple times, you yeah. know, <laughs> <laughs> dude, not happening. <laughs> and so that's where I'm looking at this and I'm like, I'm seeing something here. I'm going to make something of this. And, and with like those, those pull up banners that are retractable, I see this as an opportunity for, you know, as some type of like deliverable where it's like, okay, so I'm going to get one of those made pull that thing up. It's got a logo on it, maybe a QR code, something like that. We've got the rider. We've got the random fan. They're sitting on the bike. We got the logos on the bike. We've got, you know, mom and dad taking the photos and and we've got a a pull-up banner. Dude, it's just like, why is nobody doing this? (laughs) Like, like this is, this is, this is an experience that nobody is providing, um, is actual hands-on interaction. I love that idea too, because I feel like not only are you doing something unique, but you're creating these personalized memories. You know, like they're going to remember that for the rest of their lives as opposed to, like you said, waiting in a line, getting an autograph for five seconds and walking on. I mean, you're having a conversation and interacting. And I mean, that's that's those special moments that I feel like are going to be, you know, lasting memories. Absolutely. And then hopefully, you know, in that in that interaction, you know, I'm not going to be there and be like, hey, dude, have you checked out the uh, the Bell Ray Thumper uh, synthetic oil? But it's like, you know, they uh, hopefully that through that interaction and, and then just, you know, going back, looking on the photo the next time they're in the motorcycle shop, they reach for the Bell Ray, um, you know, over the Motul. Before you finish today's episode, first, we have a word from our sponsor. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I wanted to ask you a question, though, because I, th- I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask you anyways. Uh, do you consider yourself a student of marketing? I mean, I feel like yes, but and I, I want to know more about this like sort of Shakespearean way that you write and you tell stories, because I love it. <laughs> that's, that's a hell of a compliment, Dale. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, a student of marketing. 
I, I would say that's a very light way to put it. Um, <laughs> Obsession, maybe, huh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so much of it is, I love marketing, but what I love more is consumer psychology and figuring out like what makes people tick whenever it comes time to stick that card in the reader, like the final selling point, what is that? And how many steps are there from first awareness and then entering the sales funnel to, you know, completing the sale. I find that very, um, very fascinating what motivates people to buy things. And I take that, that fascination and the curiosity and then think, okay, it is ultimately, it is my job to give people a reason to Google our partners. I am not like, I'm, I'm not a sales guy, straight up. I never have been. I never want to be a sales guy. And, and my argument is like, there are a lot of, there, I've passed on a lot of uh, partnership opportunities because they measure success through units sold. Like ultimately, like the final goal is growth and wellness of the company that we're representing. But that's not my job. My job is to make people aware of you, your brand mission, and your product. So I find it very fascinating, What again, what motivates people to buy things. And yes, yeah, student of marketing, absolutely. I mean, I feel like you're teeing up the sales in a lot of ways is what you're doing. You're like, you're, you're generating that awareness, that brand affinity, uh, what they stand for, because I think that drives a lot of people these days, you know, like if they're a good company, what they stand for, then people can get behind that, especially when they have a, a recommendation, a direct recommendation like you do, you know, with the people that you make relationships with. Absolutely. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of factors involved in that purchase. And and yeah, marketing, marketing is the beginning of it. You know, I will say, you know, as an example of like, I'm sure listeners at home are like, well, dude, isn't it your job to sell stuff? And it's like, well, if I tell you about how awesome this company is and how awesome their product is, and then you log onto their website and it's a train wreck and the the point of purchase is is nearly impossible and they don't accept PayPal or iPay. It's like, dude, that's that's not on me. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, it, it's my goal to land you on their website, but everything after that is out of my control. And again, there's been times where I've gone to people's websites and seen this. And I'd be like, if you want people to buy your thing, you have to make it easy for them to buy it. It's like the path of least resistance is extremely important. And that's even with even with partnerships. And this is where some of that sales aspect does come in. And it's like, dude, if I get somebody that's interested and and they're new, I am on them like white on rice <laughs> in a glass of milk on a paper plate in a blizzard. You're interested? Okay, let's close this thing out today. Let's get partnered up. <laughs> you know, cause, cause I'm thinking of all the stuff I got to pay for. And it's like, dude, if you're thinking about, uh, thinking about spending money with us, all right, let's, let's get the job, let's get the job done before they have an opportunity to go back and be like, ah, maybe I don't need this. Same exact thing of whenever you go to the store and, you know, you got, uh, you know, some trinkets in your hands, but then you go, if, if, if there's a long line, you might set some of it down because you have time to consider your purchase. And like impulse buys are, <laughs> I mean, shoot, dude, impulse buys are such a major part of our entire economy. So let's uh, let's strike while the iron is hot and not give people an opportunity to think about how, actually, you know what? I don't need this. 
I'd love to have you come back and we can talk some more marketing again because we can talk about this forever. But I wanted to kind of close out here with a few more questions about how your season is going to you know, progress from here on out. But you're competing in the East Supercross right now. And uh, what's the goals for the remainder of 2023? And will you be taking it outdoors for the summer or are you just uh, is that going to be your time down? Yeah. So, you know, I'm still a racer. Like I, I want to get on the bike and go really fast and, and I want to compete. And, um, after, after Supercross is over, I'll take a little bit of time off, uh, from, from racing, uh, both as a team and, and myself and, and, uh, spend a lot of time on, on my personal bikes and get, get, uh, fit and, and in ship shape. And I think that, uh, Cheyenne and I are going to do, um, four Canadian outdoor nationals this summer. There's four in a row in July. Uh, the travel's not super insane on it. And, um, I've never raced outside of the United States. And at this point, dude, I'm almost 35 years old. Um, I think the ship has sailed whenever it comes to, uh, qualifying for the fast 40 at outdoors. And I'm not willing to spend the money and I don't want to get sponsorship on board to be like, hey, I might make it in on a wing and a prayer. <laughs> yeah. Instead, it's like, hey, let's go to Canada. Let's absolutely crush up there. Not to say that the talent is slow or, or, or that it's not competitive, but I'll be, you know, I'll be making fast 40s every time up there. And, you know, Cheyenne, he'll be he'll be crushing up there also. And there's a lot of people at those races. There's a lot of people paying attention to Canadian outdoors. And like, whether I'm at the track and nobody's there, or I'm at the track and there's 40,000 belligerent screaming Redbud fans, like, I'm going to do the same work on social either way. So it just gives us an opportunity to create more content. Now, it'll be different content. Um, which is extremely exciting, but it gives us an opportunity to create more content. I mean, that's the thing about motocross is like, as long as you're going, you got an opportunity, whether it's Chicken Lick Speedway, you know, just in your backyard or whether it's Unadilla, either way, it doesn't matter. There's an equal opportunity to create content. Uh, Canada gives us a very unique objective to go up, be competitive, be fast, get television time, interact with new uh, new fans, you know, uh, really doubling down on that international audience and getting to exercise um, opportunity for our partners that uh, do um, sell their products in, in, in Canada. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm already planning for, for next season. Um, on Wednesday, I have a meeting with uh, 10 people here in Kansas City. We're kind of going to do a little bit of a Catalina wine mixer and talk about the upcoming season. I am so lucky that I have some of the some of the people in my corner that I do and and their willingness to, you know, to join the ride. It's the thing is, is like, dude, they're not funding my dream. They're funding our dream. You know, and, and like I said, I'm really lucky that I've got people that have believed in me since since I started this race team. And I think um, I think the 2023-24 indoor season is going to be our biggest year of growth. Well, it sounds like you're getting the snowball rolling and uh, just kind of building that momentum up. And uh, where where do you see this team going in the long term? Where do you where do you see this heading? So what I like about Star is that they have shown that you can build a team from the ground up. Um, Bobby Reagan 
you know, he started this race team uh, paying for it with his, you know, he owns car dealerships. Now, he used his own money to start, and and then he did get sponsorship along the way. And he kind of created this new model of, I'm going to outperform the factories until the factory is paying me. Do I see that happening with this race team? Uh, it's not the goal. That is not the goal. But am I open to that idea? Absolutely. You know, something else that Bobby Reagan specializes in is hiring people that are better than himself. And I think that that's a really good talent. You know, people that can efficiently run a business, every one of them that I've ever talked to that owns their own company that is is successful and thriving, they all say the same exact thing, is hire people that are better than you. And that their number one talent as a business owner is finding better talent. Putting aside their ego too. You know, that's a tough thing to do sometimes, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, dude, I mean, I'm looking for success. I'm not looking to be like, I don't care about being, you know, the guy that like has the best idea for this thing. I want to be able to, I want to start with an idea. I want to take it to my crew chief and be, Hey, what do you think of this? I want to take it to my mechanics and say, is there a way that you would improve this? I want to take it to my social media manager and say, you know, dude, I, th- I think we have a really unique opportunity here. Um, what are your ideas? And, you know, have this this collective of like the best of the best, you know, of budding talent. I mean, the thing about being a broke privateer team is the other guys that like is in our, um, our class, I'll say, inside of the pits are the other broke privateer kids, whether those are mechanics or writers, or or friends, or business owners. Um, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of talent of people my age that are coming in, and like you can get this vibe by talking to everybody that's of this certain age. We all see things very, very differently. Like I've I've made a lot of acquaintances and and a lot of good friends looking around at like the other guys that are in the same boat as us, and I can tell you now that like. My Rolodex, dude, is just getting stuffed of amazingly talented mechanics, drivers, guys that are starting their own team, um, and and people that have their own small businesses. And I'm thinking, these are the people that whenever the time comes for me to hire, that's where I'm going to hire. I'm not gonna fi- I'm not gonna throw a bunch of money at like a Brandon Zimmerman and you know who, who's working for HRC and try to buy him away from from Honda and working for Chase. I mean. You know, essentially, here's what it is, Dale. I'm playing Moneyball, and I have to get <laughs> yep. the best talent for the lowest price of people that are overlooked, that all are hungry and kind of have a chip on their shoulder. And those are the people that I'm looking to bring into my organization to help me grow because I feel the same way. And I feel like this race team will be a disruptive technology and kind of do things the same way that Red Bull has. That's who I look up to as a corporation as Red Bull and what they have done to go from, you know, just some energy juice out of Austria to now like dude if Red Bull's involved, that's how you know that they're um whatever they're being involved in is it's the coolest thing possible. And so um that's kind of what I aspire to be. Now the thing is whether that's 5 years, 10 years, 15, however long it takes, I don't care. And again, like I know that I'll hire guys that are extremely fast and the results will come. 
the results will come, but I don't care. Like that's not my goal is is to buy wins. Dude, we can buy wins. Like you can buy talent. You can get you can get the guy that gets first place every time. You know, I mean, everything that I'm doing right now with this arena cross team, it's our goal to beat Michael Hicks. And you know what? I could probably buy Michael Hicks and I could have him ride for me and I'd have a shoe in for the title next year. I'm not interested in that. I would rather get somebody that's hungry, that wants to win, that wants to race, has a little chip on their shoulder, a little angry, and they want to defeat the champion. And the content that I can create around that is so much better than just content of like, hey, we're winners now. <laughs> Everything is is big picture, you know, multi. It's very complex. It's a very complex thing is, is, is thinking all of these steps about content creation, awareness campaigns, you know, contributing to sales, going and doing the cool stuff that we want to do and, and just living the lifestyle that, uh, that so many people wish that they could, but either, you know, can't make their own opportunities or just don't have the, the, the ability to do it. Well, Hey, watch our channel. Cause we're going to take you along for the ride. Well, Jeff, this has been awesome. Really, uh, enjoyed talking with you today and just looking forward to seeing what you bring to the table over the next few years with your team. And, uh, yeah, just been uh, it's been a fun conversation. So, any last words you want to uh, throw out there uh, about any sponsors or anybody you want to give a shout out to? Now would be the time. <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny is I'm not a big fan of like uh, rattling <laughs> the shout outs. Yeah, I'm just not. I'm not going to rattle off all my sponsors um, because the thing is, it's ineffective. Like if they I know say, who, they know who they are, they right? know who they Don't are. They? And the other thing yep. is, is like, I mean, if, if I sit here and rattle off all my sponsors in a row, it just becomes a soup. Like the second that <laughs> yeah. starts happening, our That's listeners, true. dude, they're just like, okay, yep, here we go. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's like, I don't have to tell people how Google works. <laughs> That's true. It's been an awesome conversation, Jeff, and, uh, definitely have to have you back on again. Cause I, I love talking marketing and, uh, yeah, we could probably talk for a day on on just one subject. So I sat down thinking, oh, dude, I'm I'm ready to go three four hours. How how niche do you want to get? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so no, I appreciate it, and you know, it's really it's an honor for me to get to come on the legendary pit pass and uh, you know just be be part of this. It's a, it's it's huge for me, and you know, it's a it's a cool seal of approval. You know, of being on here and having you guys uh, quiz me. It's um yeah, it's an honor. Well, again, thanks for your time, Jeff. Looking forward to seeing again, seeing what you do uh, the rest of the year. And uh, yeah, all the best on a fantastic rest of the year. Thanks, guys. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to follow Pit Pass Moto on your favorite podcast listening app so you never miss an episode. And if you have a moment, please rate and review our show. We'd appreciate it. You can also follow us on social media or visit pitpassmoto.com where you can listen to past episodes and purchase your very own Pit Pass Moto swag. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thank you to Tommy Boy Halverson and the production team at Wessler Media. I'm Dale Spangler. I hope you'll join us next week for another episode of Pit Pass Moto. Thanks for listening.
I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.